What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth, coming to you with another episode of the Sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast. We here designed this podcast to help you achieve the greatest return on your entire financial life. And the big factor of this is by addressing your wealth building from the inside out. So we see this as the convergence of personal development along with the enhancement and optimization of your financial and emotional intelligence. This show is going to help you strategically design your life and wealth to create enduring financial independence. And now we wanted to use this episode to pick up on the prior conversation that we've been having about creating early financial independence. There are some critical questions that have needed to be asked and that need to be answered in order for you to actually build out your plan and build out your life to create your financial freedom. Prior episodes, what did we touch on? We touched on the what and the where of your early financial freedom and your financial independence. What meaning? What do you want to be doing with your life? How do you want to be spending your time? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be surrounded with? How much does that cost in terms of dollars and cents for all of the things that you want to be doing? And then the next question that we addressed in our prior episode was about when. When will you turn your dream of financial freedom into a reality? This has a huge impact on the amount of money that you're going to have to save, the amount of money that your business or your career needs to produce in terms of income, the amount of money and the amount of earnings that your savings and investment will grow at and for how long it has to compound. Your when, your date of financial and freedom will also impact how long you need to make your money last for. If you are achieving financial freedom at age 45, you could reasonably live to 100 years old. You need to make your money last a heck of a lot longer than somebody who's age 60 that might have a 20-year lifespan. It's a whole different formula, a whole different equation, a whole different thought process. This is not your parents' financial plan. This isn't the traditional way of thinking that was brought forth from the 1980s and 1990s. Times have changed. Markets have changed. Lifestyle has changed longevity has changed. So to build on what we've talked about previously, what we need to start to get a handle on now is the next question. The question that a lot of people have asked, but sometimes are afraid to even think about. But it's a critical question. The question is, how much do I need in order to create financial independence? Think about that. How much money do you need to create financial independence? Now, there's a lot of conventional wisdom out there that says, you know what? You probably only need 75% of the earnings of your income in order to achieve financial independence. Well, that rule of thumb needs to be thrown out the door because that is not accurate. It's not even close to being true. And so many of the financial and retirement calculators out there have such poor assumptions that it shouldn't even be used as a starting point. But in order to do the math 
answer this question of how much do I actually need, there's a very good starting point that everybody and everybody can actually answer and address. But it also deals with confronting something. And it's confronting the amount that your lifestyle currently costs. Now, what we see happen with many people that we work with is that they may think that they know how much they spend on an annual basis. But when you actually go into the nitty gritty and dig deep down to truly calculate their spending, it usually is a number that might be 20% higher than what they anticipate. And so if you want to actually come up with the right calculation, the starting point is to understand your current spending as the benchmark. How much do I spend now will help you then determine how much money you actually need for financial independence. Now, let me tell you where people get thrown off. We work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners. They may have a personal checking account. That personal checking account might cover their personal credit card, might pay their mortgage, might pay their groceries, some of their dining out, meals and entertainment. But then on the other side of the equation is they own a business. And what happens in this business? Well, their business credit card seems to pay for other meals and dining out. It might pay for their health insurance. It might pay for their car. It might pay for some of their travel. It might pay for their cell phones. It might pay for their internet coverage. So you can see that it's important for everybody to truly take a step back and regularly figure out that if the business didn't exist, how much money do I spend on my personal lifestyle each and every year? That needs to be the starting point. So think about everything that you spend personally and that you might spend inside your business if you own one that is a personal expense that would exist without the business. And think about all the expenses that you pay annually, whether it's your insurance premiums, all of the travel that you do, all of the gifts and the birthday parties that you may host. You gotta think of everything as the starting point. And so that is step one. We want a true picture because if the number is $12,000 a month and you are spending $16,000 a month, there's a huge difference in what you need to be able to retire comfortably and achieve financial independence. So now you wanna fast forward. So perhaps we use some round numbers as we go through these calculations. Let's just say that we went through and audited our entire financial spending. And what we found is it was $100,000 per year. Now we need to adjust those spending expectations for things that might actually happen when we achieve financial freedom. For example, many of our clients are determining to have their homes paid off by the time they're financially free. So if the mortgage is $2,000 a month, that expense might not be there in 10 years, which means that what was $10,000 a month might really be eight. But also, there might be things that we need to include because we went through that visioning exercise earlier on. And perhaps there's a lot of things that we haven't done in our life from the sacrifices we've been making today to be able to have in the future. Perhaps we'll be traveling more. Perhaps we'll be more charitably inclined. 
We need to add those expenses back into our budget. We need to make them part of what we actually want to create. Will our health insurances change? They absolutely will at some point because you're going to be on Medicare later on in your life. Perhaps you spend a lot of money for dry cleaning now that you need to for your business or career. Perhaps you need to buy more expensive clothes and wear suits that you perhaps don't have to in the future. Also think about the fact that you might be actually saving money today and contributing to investment accounts out of your income that will no longer have to be the case in the future. So we need to come up with a realistic then estimate, adjusted estimate of our spending once we're financially free, including all of the things that we want in our life, that we that make up our vision, as well as adjusting down for things that might be eliminated when we actually retire. So this whole process is really founded not upon our income, but about the cost of our lifestyle. And so this is something that is done in today's dollars. How much are we spending today and adjusted for inflation? So that's the next step is we need to then look ahead and think about it, that if we're going to be financially free in 10 years or 20 years, that might mean that your $10,000 a month spending in the future might really be $20,000 a month adjusted for inflation because we know that the price of things continues to go up. So we're going to have to adjust our expected spending for the fact that the cost of living rises and will continue to rise as we grow and mature. Now, one last bit of thing that we need to think about is healthcare costs and long-term care costs. So this has become a huge issue for people that are in their 70s and 80s. The cost of care if there's a healthcare event are significant. In some states, it might cost upwards of $200,000 per year to be in a nursing home or an assisted living facility or to have in-home health care. And if you need an extended stay, if you need health care, which we can't even foresee for sure, that might have a huge impact on our or our partner and spouse's financial independence. So some people have purchased long-term care insurance. Those insurance premiums would need to be included in your retirement spending estimate. And you also then need to think about perhaps insurance isn't the right thing for you. So do you have enough resources outside of that to pay for care should you need it? So it's really critical that we have a good understanding of what our expenses might be, the lifestyle that we want, and how those expenses might change over our financial independence life cycle. It might be different when we're financially free at age 45 than it is at age 85. And so we also we need to know that, and then we need to adjust these expenses by inflation over time. And so as we think about this and we have the lifestyle, the dollar amount that we might need, there's some other rules of thumb that I want to just throw out there, not to be used as gospel, but to give you a rough benchmark. And now we can do some confidence intervals in the way that we plan for how much we actually need. But there's a rule of thumb out there that 
says that if you're investing in a traditional manner, typically a stock or bond and mutual fund portfolio, there's something that's known as the 4% rule. And this 4% rule says that you can safely withdraw 4% of your portfolio adjusted for inflation each and every year. Now, if we inverse that, 4% is really 25 times. So many people might benchmark their lifestyle and multiply that by 25 to get a handle on how much assets they need in order to be able to have financial independence. So think about this. If our annual spending is $100,000, I need $100,000 of spending money each and every year. Multiply that by 25 times. That's 2.5 million in today's dollars that you would need in order to safely retire based on this conventional framework. But I think we need to throw a little cold water on that because there's things that might impact that. This 4% rule has been developed from studies that go back to, call it 1900. They stress tested all different environments for investors. Many of the timeframes in which this this 4% rule held up was for retirement timeframes of 30 years or less. So for all of the people that want to be achieving early financial independence, some of our clients who might be 40, 45, 50, they need to not be planning for 30 or 25 years in retirement. They need to be planning for 40 and 50 years of financial independence. So that 4% rule, that rule of 25 has a a lot of holes in it because if you stretch out the time period that you need your money to last, you can't safely withdraw 4% each and every year and be comfortable with that. And also, the environment has changed. Interest rates have changed. The valuations of the underlying stock markets changed. So how much we need might not be really accurately reflected by the conventional planning models and assumptions. But it's still very important that we have some calculation done. So why do we need to figure out how much? Because we need to have that benchmark. We need to know the amount of spending that we need to replace. And this spending, under under the old models, the old conventional planning was really based on a lifetime of work, a lifetime of savings, and then a retirement that might last from age 65 to 85. And we spend down and use the assets that we invested in our 401k and our traditional portfolio, and we take out 4% a year, and that we hope that we won't outlive our money. That's the old model. But times have changed. But it's still very critical to know what it might cost you. And so there's other ways to think about it. There's not just the asset-based models that might tell us that we need $2.5 million or $3 million of assets in the portfolio in order for us 
to achieve financial independence. There's other things that we can do. There's other planning frameworks that might impact how much we actually need. Now, if we were to flip the script and say, look, we're not just planning based on the conventional framework. We're going we're gonna to turn this on its head and come up with a, a cash flow based framework like many of our clients. Many of our clients have income producing properties. So if you think about it in another way, that if we need income to live our life, we need cash flow to pay the bills, not just a portfolio. We need cash flow to pay the bills. Perhaps there's another way to produce the income necessary to pay our bills. Now, here's another way to think about this and to perhaps calculate it. And we're going to do the exact same thing as we just did in the prior model. We're going to figure out our personal expenses. We're going to go back and analyze that. We're going to adjust it. We're then, which I didn't talk about initially, is then we're going to adjust our expenses for other sources of income. In the future, there might be social security to some degree for some of our clients and friends. There might be inheritances that come from people in the future that you might get. There might be dividends that you have on part of your portfolio. So you need to understand that if your spending is $120,000, but you have $20,000 of social security, you then only need to replace $100,000 of income. So from here, it's now how much income I need. Then we need to think about how much cash flow based on the type of investments that I'm making will that produce. So for example, if I can find apartments that generate a 6% return on my principal or return on my equity for every million dollars invested that will produce $600,000 of tax $60,000 of tax efficient income so it's very different than the conventional planning framework because you're generating the cash flow that you need to live your life so if you need $100,000, how many properties do you need? How much investment principle do you need invested in these properties earning 6% to create that $100,000? That's the question that needs to be answered. That's the question that'll help you figure out how much money you may need invested in order to be able to generate the cash flow required to live your financial life. So in this equation, $100,000 of cash flow that you need, if you can find investments that produce 6% in the real estate market, in terms of cash on cash return, you would then need $1.666 million of principal invested in these properties. And these properties are producing you the income. The conventional planning model has you invested in stocks and bonds that might have fluctuation, that might have volatility, that have other factors that you may or may not be able to control or influence, that might have periods of time where they don't produce the 6% per year or 4% per year. There's pros and cons to any given strategy. But 
it also allows you to see and create different paths to figuring out how much you need. So if you need $100,000 of income, not adjusted for taxes, you might need $1.66 million of principal invested in properties at 6% cash on cash returns to generate $100,000 per year. Now, our back of the envelope conversation around how much you need did not really account for taxes because depending upon where your state you're located in, depending on how your money's invested, there's likely going to be tax on the income that you generate. Real estate is very tax efficient, but at some point there might be some taxable income that's produced. If you have a dividend portfolio, there's going to be dividend tax. The amount of income that you have is going to be taxed. Different states also have different tax rates. Your itemized deductions will also impact that. So as you go through the process of figuring out how much money you need for retirement, you can get creative. There's ways to adjust things to help you get there sooner. Perhaps the way that you're spending in your lifestyle now might be at $20,000 per month and you don't even know where your money's going and you might not even be happy with how much you're spending and what you're getting from it. Perhaps you can reduce your expenses. And based on that conventional framework, if you have the ability to reduce your expenses by $1,000 per month, that's the equivalent of $300,000 in your portfolio. Did you hear that? $1,000 of reduced spending is the equivalent of $300,000 in your investment accounts. So it's very, very important to understand where your money's going and what your lifestyle is. Going through this process will then help you to figure out how much you need so you have that North Star. So you know that if you're at a million dollars today of equity and you need to get to three million of equity in order to be able to invest it at 6% cash on cash returns, well, now you know how much you need to be earning, how much you need to be saving, how you need to be investing in order to bridge the gap between today, the resources you have, and the when date. You know how much. Yes, the how much is not going to necessarily be perfectly accurate because the future is completely unknowable. We're talking about planning for the next 20, 25, 30, 50, 60 years. But we need to know the direction. We need to know the efforts, the habits, the savings rate, the investments that need to populate our plan to help us bring us to how much, to help us create the portfolio, to help us create the real estate income that will allow us to live financially free. So you can see the value of this exercise. It's critical that you know. The first step might be confronting. It might very well be confronting looking at how much you spend, but that is the path forward to then make the changes, to then take the actions that to allow you to create financial freedom. And for many people, once they even go through this process, they might even be a lot closer than they ever thought possible. There might be a lot of adjustments that can be made to help them realize financial freedom even sooner. Wasteful spending, 
they might change locations. We have clients that might be leaving California to move to Florida and they because that's where they love to be. They have friends and family there. They're going to eliminate the state tax by moving there. They're going to be getting a, a nicer home for less money. Their cost of living is going to go down. There's other expenses in your budget that you might no longer need. We see people who have unnecessary insurances once they're retired that can be eliminated. Healthcare expenses might actually go down for a period of time once you're on Medicare versus paying out of pocket and being on the health exchange marketplace. And there's also things that can impact how much you need. For example, clients of ours not just have investment portfolios, but there's decisions around their businesses. Do they sell them? Do they take themselves out of their business and have a cash flow stream from that business when they're quote unquote financially free? That changes the amount of assets that they need because they have a business that's jet producing income for them. So this whole lifestyle planning and financial independence planning is an exercise in creativity. There's some scientific formulas and math that you need to do to calculate it. But there's also creative art in the sense of how you want your life to look. How do we shape our finances to help us get there? What can we do inside of our lifestyle that will allow us to achieve financial freedom? So as you guys have gone back and calculated the ideal lifestyle that you wanted, all the visioning exercises that we've done, as you've thought about the when date, the next step for you is to truly and honestly take an unemotional look at how much money your lifestyle costs you. That is our challenge and that is the exercise that we would encourage you to take. Go to 2018. Look at how much money you spent. An easy way to do this is to look at your checking account. How much money went out that didn't go into a savings account or an investment account that will encapsulate all of your spending. You paid off all your credit cards, all of that. How much money did you spend? If you have that number, then we can start to take the next steps between how do we adjust that for things that might change in the future. And then we can adjust that to figure out how much money we actually need by the when date. And what are we gonna do to get there? So take this as an opportunity to help you create the financial freedom that you deserve. Because if you don't do this, you are going to be sacrificing later on when all of your friends have financial freedom and financial independence. You didn't do these calculations. You didn't think about it. So take the time to think about it. It's super valuable. And it can help put you on a path that very few people are actually on. You have the ability to intentionally craft your life by doing this type of work. It's freeing. It's liberating. Having the discipline will help you create financial freedom. So thank you for taking the time to listen because... It's important that you know how much you need to be financially free. And in future episodes, we can talk more about the specific calculations that will then tell us if we need $3 million in the future and we've got $1.5 million a day, how long can, will it take for us to get there? What do we need to do? It'll be impacted by the amount of money that we save. It will be impacted by the amount of money that goes to taxes. It'll be impacted about how we invest. So if we can pull the levers 
on these different areas, on debt, on taxes, on our expenses, on our income, on our investment returns, if we have these five levers that we can adjust, we might be able to dramatically reduce the gap between that 1.5 million and 3 million by focusing on those things. And that's the beautiful thing is that there's control in that. So take the time over this next weekend, review how much money you spent in the past year. Then we can take those and adjust for what might not exist in the future. So thank you for taking the time to listen. I know that this is an extremely valuable step in the process. And I look forward to hearing more about your plans for creating financial independence for yourself. If you have questions about how to do this, if you need any tips how to do this more quickly and efficiently, do not hesitate to reach out. Email matt at illuminationwealth.com. Feel free to schedule a few minutes to talk to me, www.illuminationwealth.com slash schedule. You can follow us on Instagram at Illumination Wealth, on Facebook at Illumination Wealth. And we look forward to hosting another episode of sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast in the next week. Take care, continue to live wealthy. Be well.